With 2022 being the first almost normalish year post-pandemic, it has really brought in a different outlook for 2023. There are changes happening in the online industry, many of which I've been noticing and have been following for a few months now. So on today's episode, I'm going to share seven of the online business predictions and trends I foresee happening this year. These are ones that have made me change up my strategy going into 2023, and they may do the same for you. Are you ready to learn what they are? Let's dive in. Hey, I'm Lucy Reyes, your host of the Cheerful Productive Chats podcast, where I'm on a mission to help online entrepreneurs like you focus on all the right things and kiss overwhelm goodbye. Here, you're going to learn strategies that will boost your productivity so that you can scale your online biz and impact lives sooner. It's your time to shine, so let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Cheerful Product of Chaz podcast. In this episode, we are going to cover my online business predictions and trends for 2023. Now, in the past two episodes, I've been kind of keeping up the same topic around annual planning. Episode 23 is where I shared how you can do your own annual review. So if you haven't done yours yet, it's not too late. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. In episode 24, I shared about my own annual review. I gave you some of my top achievements and lessons learned. So if you want to listen to those two in combination to help you really get your own annual review up and going, then please do so. But in this episode, we're going to go through one of the things that I mentioned in that episode that I do or I'm starting to do, and that's to really figure out what I think is going to be a trend or something new that's for 2023 or maybe something ongoing. So let's go ahead and talk about what these are going to be. The first one I see is an increased number of summits and bundles. So I already know that Q3, the beginning of Q4 tends to be like the traditional summit season, but just the entire year, (laughs) there already seem to be way more summits and bundles than I had ever seen before. And there seems to be more summits all year round now. And I don't think that's going to go away. I think that's going to increase. And I also think that it's due to some amazing resources that have really put themselves out there to make it easy to host each one of these. So Krista with Summit in the Box, she teaches all about summits. Bundle Formula by Dama Jew, she teaches you how to host your own paid bundle. And then Kate Doster teaches you how to host free bundles with her cash and collaborations. So because of these three big key players actively launching their own resources and products and courses, then more people are signing up for it, which means more people are speaking in these summits, more people are contributing to these bundles. And then therefore that kind of escalates all the way around and they start hosting their own. I definitely see that there is an increased number of summits and bundles, but this means that it's not going to be as easy to get the amazing results that summits and bundles once brought in both as a host and as a contributor. But that's okay. Bundles and summits may need to be more niche, more specific, maybe include less resources or do a better job at really showing the true value. 
because us people who love buying bundles and who love attending summits are starting to be more picky because it does take up time. Time to watch the summit presentations and time to go through the bundle resources and to sign up for them. So I definitely think people are going to be more picky about the summits and bundles that they participate and join and purchase. So I think that there's going to be a little shift on the way the summit and bundle hosts are actually hosting these events. I'm still going to be contributing to this. <laughs> so even though there's going to be an increased number of summits and bundles, I hosted my very first summit last year in October, and I am going to do that again this year. I am still going to host a summit in August, and I'm considering a bundle too. So we'll see. I'm going to be following into that trend too. But here's what I recommend. I definitely think that it's still a great visibility strategy to participate in summits and bundles. And I mean as a speaker or as a contributor. And I will still definitely be participating in summits and bundles. I mentioned it in the last episode where I said that participating in these types of contributions is really what helped me 4x my email growth in 2022. However, you will need to implement longer term funnel strategies for your new leads and be patient. Because there are so many summits and bundles, you can't expect that someone's instantly going to buy once they join your freebie. Like you can expect the same amount of results instantly, but they will be kind of looking out to see if you're the person for them. And so just be patient. And I'm telling this to myself too, because I'm a very impatient person. So we got to be patient and know that the results won't happen instantly, but you can still track it over time to see how much growth and revenue growth and all types of growth participating in summits and bundles is bringing you. My second prediction is that many memberships will become more and more popular with legends like Liz Wilcox, who has proven that a $9 mini membership can really bring in five figures monthly, and with a respected mentor like Lizzie, who just launched hers, and more people going to one of the key players in the mini membership, her name is Evelyn, who teaches this, more business owners are going to be more willing to hop onto this mini membership trend. However, I do want to caution that if you are one of those business owners that is considering mini membership for your business, just know that this is going to be a volume-based strategy, which means that you'll need a large number of leads in order to make a decent amount of income. So you're going to have to be actively working to grow your email list, to grow your audience, and then that's how you can expect a higher return. Like I saw that one of Liz Wilcox's email, she mentioned she had spoken at like 100, 100 podcasts and summits and all of that stuff. And I did 10, y'all, like I did 10, 10 summits and bundles. She did over 100. <laughs> so that is going to directly tie into that volume-based strategy where she was tapping into multiple audiences. So it's just something to keep in mind. Now, personally, launching a mini membership is something that I actually have been working on for months. So if you are listening right now, then this is the first time I've ever, ever announced this. <laughs> However, I did keep pushing it back. Like I've been working on this for months since probably mid of last year. 
But because I know it's a volume-based strategy, I kept pushing it back. But now, after having gone through these predictions and trends, I am bringing that up. (laughs) So because there is going to be probably more mini memberships popping up in 2023, here's my recommendation for you. My recommendation is to go ahead and test out the mini memberships as a way to become familiar with the creator and hopefully get some amazing value at an extremely low cost. I'm talking about seven to nine dollars a month for whatever they decide to include in their membership. So it is going to be hands down a super low cost way to really get familiar with someone that you've kind of been wanting to work with them, but you're not sure. So this is going to be a good way to really help you kind of test out their products, their paid products specifically, and see if you vibe with them or not. If you want to create your own, then definitely work on your lead gen strategies and ask yourself, If only 2% of your email list join, would you still be excited to deliver the monthly content? Because it's a membership, right? It's not a one-time thing that you create once and then you put it out there. In a membership, you have to be delivering something recurrently, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. So if only 2% of your email list decides to join monthly, so let's say you have 20 people and you're doing a $7 mini membership monthly cost, that's $140 a month. So at for $140 a month, are you still going to be excited to deliver this monthly content? If not, then I would highly suggest that you wait until you reach a number that does. Now, 2% is one of the industry launch numbers. I'm not saying that 2% is the number that you're going to hit. It could be more or less, But just to get an idea, do that math and then decide for yourself if you think this is going to be something that you want to try in the new year. My third prediction is something that I didn't really want to admit, (laughs) but that's that TikTok is becoming more and more popular and is a rising social media platform. Yeah, I have avoided TikTok for so long. And at the beginning of 2022, I was like, no, this like this is going to decline. Like this is going down. So I didn't start a TikTok. I really thought that it was just not going to be as popular as it has been. But it's the complete opposite. (laughs) It's the complete opposite. It's trending. It's popular. It's easier for creators to actually grow on the platform, apparently. And so now I even I'm going to give it a try. I'm on TikTok. I don't even know what my username is. It's probably Lucy Reyes or Cheers to Blogging. Come find me. (laughs) I'm going to start posting on it. This is where people are hanging out at. Apparently, people are still preferring short form video content with or without your face. So it doesn't have to include your face. But apparently, TikTok is what many are using to search for fast, actionable content. Even my best friend sends me TikToks all of the time. (laughs) She sends me TikToks all of the time. And I even caught my mother-in-law on TikTok. And she doesn't really know much about it, but they even have something for her. Now, that doesn't mean that your audience specifically is on TikTok, so definitely do your own research. But if they are, it might be worth looking at this platform and seeing if it's going to make sense for you to join it or not. However, 
I will be creating a repurposing strategy to see if I can actually squeeze in TikTok into what I'm already doing without having to add way more to my plate. I'm only going to do TikTok if I don't have to create extra stuff or a bunch of extra stuff that I'm already doing. And so if you are already on this platform, if you're already on TikTok, follow me at Cheers to Blogging. I don't really know what I'm doing on TikTok yet, and I barely have any videos on it. So my recommendation to you is, if your person is on TikTok, then it might be worth giving it a try. But only if you do have the bandwidth to add on this platform to your current schedule. You can most definitely do without it. It's not a must, but it's something that you consider. Prediction number four is that Instagram continues to prioritize reels and stories content. No surprise there. The head of Instagram said so himself. Video content is here to stay with even more features coming out soon to support that mission. So what this means to me is that static posts and carousel posts are still not going to play a big part anymore. And therefore, I have been seeing way more people move towards that static nine grid strategy that I implemented a few months ago that I learned from someone else. I'll link to Kristen in the show notes because she is the creator of this nine grid strategy. But this has really allowed room for everyone to focus on other Instagram content features like reels, stories, and DMs. So my recommendation here is if you're not seeing that much growth on Instagram, if you're not getting that much engagement, I really, really would highly recommend considering this nine grid strategy. In fact, I'm actually thinking because I have a mom blog and I have an Instagram account that I kind of shut down in 2022. I just posted, hey, I'm taking a break and then I never came back. (laughs) But I'm actually thinking I'm going to go back over there and just create a nine grid strategy, post it, and then that way it doesn't seem like that account is actually dead because people will still know what I'm about. (laughs) And so I would really recommend that if you don't like being on Instagram, if you're not seeing that many positive results from it, definitely consider creating this nine grid strategy and then focus your energy on what Instagram really wants out of us creators, which is video content and video content consistently. My fifth prediction is an important one, and that is that product and content accessibility is going to be preferenced and highly encouraged. So people like me are learning that adding captions or transcripts to video audio content is more than just pleasing multiple learning types but it's actually making it more accessible for the hearing impaired. And yes, of course, it caters to a larger range of learning styles in the process, but that's not the main purpose. That's not why captions and transcripts were created in the first place. So by adding these other types of accessibility to your programs, then that means that it's going to start being a preference by users, readers, and buyers. Even just adding a private podcast feed also tremendously increases accessibility and it helps your students get through your content faster. Like me, like I prefer any course that has a private podcast because I'm a mom, I'm busy, I'm an online entrepreneur just like you and I have kids and I'm doing things all day long, I'm doing stuff around the house, 
school is starting back up and soccer practice is going to start soon. And so the best way for me to consume content is by listening to it when I'm on the go. If it's something I need to take notes on, I'll take notes on my phone or I'll dedicate time to watch the lesson on my screen. Even just adding a private podcast feed helps people with that learning who want to learn in a different way or adding captions and transcripts really helps the hearing impaired. So my recommendation for you would be to make your content and products accessible. So if you only have one type of style in your content or course or program, then really, really consider adding an extra component. If it's a text-only course, consider adding audio. If it's a video course, consider popping it into a tool like Hello Audio and turning it into a private podcast feed and definitely include captions or transcripts. So there are so many products that can help make your products more accessible. I'll definitely link to some in the show notes. So once you've finished adding captions or transcripts or you added a private podcast feed to a new course, run a flash sale on it, get everyone excited and then boost your sales on that product. It's a great way for you to combine two things. You combine the accessibility portion and you get a little boost of sales on that product. You can decide whether you want to keep the price or same or if you want to increase it. That's totally up to you. But I'll definitely link to some resources in the show notes that can really help you make your content more accessible. Prediction number six is that there is going to be an increased use of templates, swipes, and AI-generated tools. So templates, swipe copy, AI tools like Jasper, these are all being used more and more by content creators to save time, especially since these AI tools seem to be getting smarter and are producing somewhat higher quality. (laughs) And then there's so many more memberships coming up that are providing templates and swipe copy. Yes, I am a part of a lot of these as well (laughs) because I like to save time. Now, what this means for you is that you definitely need to work a little bit harder to make your template swipe copy or content if you're using an AI tool stand out from the rest. Because if everyone is using that same membership for that same template or that same email swipe copy and everyone is sending it out the same week and you're kind of circulating in the same people's worlds, then most of the people learning from you are going to kind of realize it like, hey, these emails sound very similar. (laughs) So you should definitely, definitely, definitely edit and optimize and give whatever you're using, whether it's a template or swipe copy and give it your own voice or your own design touch. So that way they know that it's truly coming from you. Because knowing the fact that so many more people are going to be using these tools and possibly even publishing them as is, this just means that there's going to be more room for you to use the tool to get stuff done quicker, edit it, and then publish whatever it is at a much higher quality than your competition. So again, my recommendation, use them. Use them. Definitely use them. I'm not saying to stop using them. (laughs) (laughs) they save you time and I'm all about saving time. So use the templates and swipes as a starting point to help you avoid starting from a blank slate, but just be sure to customize it as much as you can, as fast as you can in order to stand out. 
Now in episode seven, I mentioned different types of templates you can use to speed up the process that are not just graphic design templates. So definitely take a look at that episode to get some idea on other ways you can use templates and swipe copy to save yourself some time. Lastly, my last prediction of the year or for 2023 is that there is more focus on saving time and getting organized. So this is by far my favorite prediction in the trend that I've noticed towards the end of 2022. However, I'm not quite sure if it's just because when people naturally just actually start thinking about organizing and planning because a new year is coming or if because these are actually starting to get more recognized. Either way, I'm loving it. Though I do think that you need to prioritize this all year round and not just at the beginning of the year. <laughs> it's not like the beginning or end of the year is the only time you can get organized. Nope. But hey, at least you're talking about it. <laughs> and it's on your mind. I think people are realizing that there are truly ways to get more things done without having to do more, aka not having to hustle all of the time. And you know, I love having an organized business and having systems and getting productive because it just supports all of this. I could go on and on about all of the reasons why <laughs> being productive and organized is so amazing, but I have that in a bunch of other episodes that I'll link to in the show notes. <laughs> but it's definitely something that should be top of mind all of the time. And that's really going to be my recommendation. My recommendation is going to be to prioritize getting your business organized because you will really be surprised at how much time you can save and how much more you'll be able to get done just by implementing this step. And once you start getting organized and start learning about systems and creating systems for your business, it's going to be so much easier for you to get all of the future tasks and to actually follow through with your plans. Now, I just launched a free masterclass, Get Your Biz Organized, and you can check it out at cheerstoblogging.com slash free class to sign up and learn how I organize my business using my minimum four bucket system. And that's it. Those are my seven online business predictions and trends. So let's do a quick recap. Let's recap the seven business trends and predictions that I see coming up for 2023. So one, increased number of summits and bundles. Two, many memberships will become more popular. Three, TikTok is a popular and rising social media platform. Four, Instagram continues to prioritize reels and stories content. Five, product and content accessibility will be preferenced and highly encouraged. Six, increased use of templates, swipes, and AI, and seven, more focus on saving time and getting organized. So what do you think? Do you agree or disagree with any of these? What other trends or predictions do you see for 2023? I love knowing about these things as it really, really helps me when planning. So send me a DM on Instagram at cheers to blogging to let me know. Thank you so much for listening to the Cheerful Productive Chance podcast with me, Lucy Reyes. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit cheerstoblogging.com slash 25. 
And before you go, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so you know once the next Productive Chat is released. Talk soon and cheers to your productivity and success.